Hello, and welcome to the Confessions of a Christian Single Woman community, where you will be empowered to propel in all aspects of your purpose, and no sister is left behind. Sit back and relax, grab your journal and pen, pour you a cup of coffee or tea, and go on this journey to self-discovery and growth in the Lord. Hello, Purpose Propellers. Welcome back, and I am glad that you are tuning in today. And so we are winding down, you all. We are winding down, but we're still in our series entitled Navigating Singleness, Living This Season with Intention, where we're talking about the joys and the challenges and the purpose of being single from a Christian and a biblical perspective. But you guys, this is the second to last episode of this season, okay? So last week we ended up talking about shifting our perspectives when we're dealing with other people and how we should make sure that we are empathetic to what is going on in other people's lives when we are um, dealing with them in whatever capacity that we're dealing with them in, whether it's a friendship, parental relationships, or relationship with a significant other, just shifting our perspectives to make sure that we are dealing with people with grace. Amen. (laughs) All right. So today we're going to be talking about building a supportive community. And so I've mentioned this before in previous episodes, but I talked about it like very briefly. So this episode is going to be completely dedicated to building a supportive community. And when you build a supportive community, it is literally a powerful way to foster different connections, to um, create a sense of belonging. And it will also help to enhance your overall well-being because being single does not mean that we have to do life alone. I've said that before. We should not, just because we're single, doesn't mean we should be doing life alone, okay? We should have a great community of support around us, and we should also be supporting other people, okay? Because we know that life is meant to be enjoyed and lived with other people, all right? Let's always remember that. So Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 25 says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So we see in this verse, it says to stir up one another to love and to good works. And it says not neglecting meeting together. Okay, so we have to meet up with other people. We have to build some type of a community, some type of a support system that will help to build us up and keep us encouraged. And then we do the same for them. All right. So my question to you is, how can we be obedient to this scripture if we just want to be an island to ourselves? If we're like, oh, I'm an introvert, you know, I, I, it's just me, myself, and I. I can only rely on me. Oh, I don't trust people. And so you end up staying um, secluded. And now you can't get what God is trying to give to you through other people because you're so 
um, focused on being by yourself or you're, you know, you may be hurt. You may be a little bit jaded. You may be a little bit bitter at circumstances that may have happened before when you try to let people in. And so now you've put up a wall and you've shut yourself off. But the Lord is saying here that we are to stir one another up in love and good works and we're not to neglect meeting together. And so, of course, being Bible based Christian women, we want to adhere to the word of God. And the Bible says to not just be a hearer of the word, but you also have to do it right. So my charge to you is to do this. If you don't have a particular community yet, I'm going to go through these points and start thinking about ways that you can actually put this scripture into action, okay? So let's talk about the different ways that we can build um, a supportive community. So number one would be to identify your shared interest and values. Identify shared interest and values. So the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24, a man that has friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. So to build community, you must show yourself friendly <laughs> when you find or create a community that aligns with your interests, your passions, or your values, right? So whether it's a hobby, a cause, a spiritual practice, or a professional field, any of those areas or even more, um, a shared interest will help to form a solid foundation for building connections with like-minded individuals. And so I think personally that it's always fun when you share the same love of something with someone else, okay? Because listen, y'all, I have yet to find someone who loves low-budget movies like I do. <laughs> I am like the low-budget movie queen, okay? Anytime I can, I would rather watch a low-budget movie Oh, then, you know, watching a multi-million dollar made movie sometimes. Like for some reason, it's that, you know, knowing that this whole movie was shot in a warehouse in one take with actors who are barely even acting right. Like that gets me going because I'm like, you know, even though these people are acting in low budget movies, they're still fulfilling their dreams of becoming an actor. At least they're in a movie, right? And they're perfecting their craft until they can get to where they want to go. That's a whole word, y'all, because that's kind of how I feel about it. Like watching them, it's like, man, they are really pursuing their dreams. And one day, watch them be in a multi-million dollar movie. Why can't we do the same thing where we are, you know, working to try to do what it is that the Lord is telling us to do, even on some smaller scale. And then all of a sudden, Next thing you know, we look up and we're on a bigger scale, right? But how can you do that when you also have a supportive community to find people to do the same things that you love? And so for me, even though I love low budget movies, I don't really have any other people in my life that love low budget movies. So I kind of compromise and I'm always going to go see a multi-million dollar movie, right? But at the same time, I do have people who love to travel. So I travel with people who love to travel. You know, I do have people in my life who love to try new foods. I love, I'm not a foodie, but I love to try new foods. Um, I'm not, you know, one that's going to always be out at a spot trying something new and then critiquing the food and, you know, oh, based on this, I'm never coming here again. Like I have friends like that. I have friends that are foodies, you know, and food is a big deal. 
to them, how it tastes, the environment, the service, like all of that is a big deal, right? That's not necessarily me, but I love having friends that I can go eat new foods with or try new foods with, right? Um, I also have friends that love to go to church. So, you know, because I love to go to church, I also have friends that love to go to church, love to fellowship with one another, things like that, right? So I do, even though nobody will watch low budget movies with me yet. I don't know if somebody is out there who loves low budget movies like I do, please let me know. Okay, sis, because we could do a couple of movies together. <laughs> but, um, but even though, you know, I may not have that person yet, I do have all these other areas and I'm continuing to build community in different areas. You know, I, um, I have a business accountability group. We don't all go to the same church. A couple of us are in the same area. A couple of us are out of state. Um, but you know, even though we don't go to the same church or anything like that, we are a community built on accountability for our businesses and our ministries. We all said that we want to start a business or a ministry and we want it people to be with us to hold us accountable to what we said we're going to do right so yes i have my best friends yes i have church family but now i also have a community of accountability partners from all walks of life and it's a small group of us that keep one another accountable to what it is that we said the lord told us to start and so we have a set time of meetings we meet twice a month we have a set time of meetings and we come to the meeting saying this is what I said I was going to do last meeting or, and you know, the moderator would be like, this is what we said. This is what you said you were going to do last meeting. Did you accomplish this? No. Why didn't you? What's going on? What's your limiting beliefs? How do we need to encourage you? What do we need to pray for? Like things like that. We literally hold one another accountable to making sure we're actually getting things done. And, it, and this group is particularly powerful because one of our members wanted to release a book and she finally released her book. And she said that the, uh, that our accountability kept her going to produce the things that she wanted to produce. I have said certain things that I've wanted to produce and I have produced those things because of this group, right? So having a group or a community um, where you have this shared interest and values, where you can encourage one another, push one another to grow, to do things is extremely important, right? And so a caveat to this is, um, do you even know <laughs> what your own interests and values are, right? So that you can find your people, okay? It's important to know that. For me, I was like, I have a ministry and a business that the Lord wants me to do. He keeps showing me this stuff. I need to find people to help me accountable, to keep me accountable in this. And I found that. The Lord gave me those people. And then, you know, I'm like, okay, I want... um I want to have people that I can spend time with, hang out with, you know, I want to have good godly friends. And then the Lord gave me a friends group where I was able to do that. Right. So, but you have to know you, you have to know what you like. You have to know what you value. You have to know what you want. And then you can build your community around that. And then that way, when you meet those members and then you develop those relationships with those members, it will actually enhance your life versus you just sitting at home trying to do life by yourself, right? So make sure that you are identifying your share, identifying your values and interests so that you can identify when other people share your values in those interests. 
okay? Number two, engage in social activities. Seems simple, right? <laughs> like, get out and go do something, girl. Sounds simple, but when you're of that introvert life like me, okay, it's not always that simple to, you know, get dressed and exert the energy to try to go out and engage in some type of an activity to meet other people. That can be draining for us introverts, but at the same time, you cannot let that be an excuse to go out. Like, you cannot let that be an excuse to stay secluded and to stay by yourself, okay? Because I know one of the things that I say is like, if I didn't have to be around anybody, I would be perfectly okay with that because of, you know, that my introverted nature, like if I don't have to be any, around anybody, I don't have to see anybody. And to some extent, if I ain't got to talk to nobody, <laughs> I'm good. Life is lifing very well for me, okay? <laughs> but I know, and of course, like the Bible says, like I know biblically speaking, I cannot do that, all right? God said, we cannot do life alone. So we have to make sure that we are doing some type of something to participate in a social activity, an event, go to a gathering. You know, this will help you to meet new people, to um, find those shared interests, you know, and things like that. You'll be able to connect with more people ways that you can do this you know you can attend a workshop you can go to a class and something that you're interested in go to some type of a meetup in the community if you see something's happening in the in your community that interests you go to that particular meetup um go to you know um specific community events and where you might not be interested in it at all, but you're like, but it's kind of intriguing. I don't know much about it. Let me go. You can meet people that way. You know, there's all types of ways that you can connect with folks who have your similar interests, or even if it's something that you're not quite sure you're interested in yet. So now you're branching out to do something different, right? And so um, I know for me, I had an interest um, I still am interested, but I had a particular interest and I started following this woman who um, taught on that interest all the time. And then she had her first conference and I was like, okay, I'll, I will branch out and I will go attend this conference. Mind you, I had never traveled by myself in the United States or outside of the United States by myself. Every time I traveled, I always had somebody with me. So I was like, and at this point in time, I was the only person, you know, following this particular woman. So I was like, well, I want to go to this conference. I'm going to branch out and I'm going to go to this conference by myself. The conference was in Atlanta. And so I, you know, booked my ticket, got my hotel, made sure I had all my arrangements together. And I went ahead and went to the conference. While I was at the conference, I was by myself, so I met other women, but it was just, you know, you meet other people, you sit next to somebody, but you're attending the conference. Like, that was really about it. I wasn't expecting to come away with with a friend, you know, I was just expecting to gain more information at this conference, get encouraged, and then go back home. In the midst of that, um, it was a Christian conference. So in the midst of that, the Lord gives me a word for a particular woman at the conference. She was sitting a few rows behind me and the Lord gave me a prophetic word for her. And I was like, 
God, I don't know this woman from a can of paint. I have never seen her before in my life. I knew of her name because whenever we would be um, online uh, with the with the host of the conference, whenever she would be doing something online, um, you know, everybody that followed this woman would be online watching her stream. And then she would call out this particular woman all the time, like call her name. And so I knew of her because when she called her name, when we were in the conference, I was like, oh, that's who that is. Cause she's always calling her name when we're online. So that was the extent of my knowledge of this woman. Like literally just knew her by name. Didn't know anything about her, just knew her by name. The Lord gives me a word for her. I fight it the whole time. I'm like, God, I am not about to give this woman a word. I don't know her. And the Lord is like, I'm telling you what to say. Go tell her this. And so eventually, you know, I we had a break and I called her out and I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I know you don't know me. I don't know you, but the Lord gave me a word for you. And so I just have to release this word if you don't mind. And she was like, yeah, you know, go ahead. And so I released the word to her and she listened to it and she was just like, okay. And that was it. So I'm like, I don't know if this word resonates with her or not. It is what it is, right? So we don't talk to each other anymore during the conference. I felt the release of the Lord. He was like, good job. You know, basically you gave her what I said, called it a day. We end up um, uh, at the same hotel leaving at the same time to go to the airport. And so um, I'm standing there waiting on my Uber or the, the shuttle, I think, and her and her friend come out and they're like, oh, well, we have a car. We're on our way to the airport. Where are you going? And I was like, oh, I'm on my way to the airport. And they're like, ride with us. So I said, oh, okay, great. Save me some dollars. <laughs> so I hop in the car. I ride with them. We're getting a chance to get to know one another. We get to the airport. Her friend ends up flying out first. And it's just me and this young lady that I gave the word to. And we, our flights were a couple of hours later. So we're sitting, we're talking, we are, you know, encouraging one another, we're getting to know each other, and then we exchange numbers. From the time that we exchange numbers, we have been friends ever since. And now she is my best friend. She's one of my best friends. And I thought to myself when I was when I was putting this um, episode together was like, man, had I stayed my introverted self and just said, oh, I'm just going to attend the conference online. I'm not going to actually go in person. I would have missed out on one of my best friends. Like she encourages me. I encourage her. We pray for one another. We lift each other up. You know, I'm actually going to see her in a few months. Like. We live in, you know, different states, but she's been to see me in my state. I've been to see her in her in her previous state. Now I'm going to go visit her in her new state. Like we are literally in each other's lives. And had I not been obedient because God used the door of me giving her a prophetic word, God used him giving me a word for her to open up the conversation for us to be able to talk. And now we're in each other's lives. So had I not even been obedient to the word of the Lord, then she wouldn't even be in my life. Why am I telling that story? 
It's the importance of engaging in social activities. I had never traveled before by myself, but I said, I want to go. Then I get there. The Lord gives me a word. I fought him on it, but then of course he won. I give the word. Then he navigates it to where she's leaving out at the same time I'm leaving out to go to the airport. I catch a ride with them. And then he orchestrated it to where our flights left around the same time. So we had a couple of hours to talk and build a relationship. The Lord orchestrated all of that. And we, we've now been friends for quite a few years. But had I not opened myself up to partake in a social activity and a social gathering, then she wouldn't be in my life now. I would have literally missed out on having a sister in my life. So I encourage you, especially for my introverted folks, if you feel that leading to do something outside of the norm for you, do it. Because you never know how the Lord is gonna use that to orchestrate certain plans and purposes that he has for your life. Be open to that leading and don't always shut stuff down because of what you're used to. Oh, I normally don't do something like that, so I'm not gonna do that this time. No, I normally don't travel by myself, ever. But I did that time, and guess what? I've traveled by myself a few more times since. (laughs) Why? Because now I'm like at the leading of the Lord. If I feel like the Lord wants me to go somewhere, to be somewhere, I'm going, right? So just definitely make sure that you are open enough to engage in different types of activities and watch how God will start to shift things and move things in order for you to experience what he has for you to experience. All right. So number three, one of my favorites, volunteer and give back. Volunteer and give back. A great thing about being single is our life is not just for us. We have the time and the space right now to give back and to pour into other people. And it's not to say that when you're married, you can't give back and pour into other folks. That's not what I'm saying at all. But as a single person, we have more of the space and the ability to do so, right? So... I I love volunteering. It's one of the favorite things that I love to do. And I try to find, you know, places in the area to volunteer. I actually have a, um, a soup kitchen that I volunteer at. I think I've mentioned it before in a previous episode. I have a soup kitchen that I volunteer at and I love it there. Like we have become like a little family (laughs) whenever I show up and the people that are there that I normally volunteer with, you know, we're excited to see one another. We're catching up on each other's lives. We're praying for one another. We're building each other up you know, and then we're serving the community at the same time. Um, When I'm there, I always like to work in the kitchen because while we're putting together, while we're cooking, because we actually do cook it. So while we're cooking and plating the food, I'm actually praying over the food and not praying like, oh Lord, remove anything that's, you know, in the food that's not of you. Yes, that too. But I'm also praying over the recipient who's going to be getting the food. So even though I don't work the door to hand the food out, 
I'm praying as the food is cooking. And I'm just like, Lord, I thank you for the person who's going to be receiving this plate. I thank you, Lord God, that you will prosper them. That right now they may need, you know, they may uh, be in a financial need or they may have lack. But God, I thank you that you are going to, um, that you are going to overflow them with blessings, that you're going to provide for them every single thing that they need, that you're going to put people in their lives to be able to help set them up so that they will no longer be in a place of lack. And I'm literally just like, praying while we're packaging the food and then when the food goes out of the kitchen I'm praying over the next batch that's getting ready to go out right why because I recognize that as a single woman and a Christian single woman at that that I can now give myself up for service who knows how my praying over that food and that food being handed off to that person will impact that person's life. Within the next week, that person could end up getting a job and now no longer have to come back to the soup kitchen. And within the next week, that person may now have the ability to get their own place and they don't have to live outside in the tents, in the, in the tent community anymore. All because I prayed a prayer of blessing and I prayed something over their food from the low, uh, by the, by the, the leading of the Lord in order for whatever they need to be released in the atmosphere to be released on their behalf, right? So you can do that by volunteering. You can go out anywhere you go, you know, soup kitchen, or if you're um, at a thrift store and you're handing clothes, even if, speaking of thrift stores, even if you are taking a bag of clothes to the thrift store, pray over the bag and say, Lord, I pray that anybody that receives this clothing will fill your anointing, will fill your grace, that you will give them favor, blah, blah, blah. Like pray over the bag of people who are getting ready to receive the clothes that you used to wear because you just never know how that will impact the person who is in need. You know, if you're going to a thrift store, you typically don't have enough money to go to a regular store or you are just the person who needs to be, you do have that money, but you need to be frugal for a season because you're trying to save up for something or whatever, whatever reasons on why you're going to a thrift store, pray over that. That way you are releasing a blessing to those who are going to be receiving what you once had, right? You can always, prayer is always a way to give back. So even if you're like, okay, the way that my schedule works, I, I really desire to do this, but I don't know how I'm going to do it. Prayer always works. If you're giving something away, pray on it. If you are, you know, a caterer and you are selling plates of food, pray over those plates of food before you hand them to your customers. Like there's always ways in which you can, um, you can give back through prayer if you don't have that um, particular time and space to actually get out and do things. But if you do have the space to get out and do things, do that and pull the focus off of yourself and put it on other people, serve other people and love on other people. We have to take the example of Jesus into account here because yes, Jesus was our, or is our Lord and savior. And when he was walking the earth, he literally was going around preaching to throngs and throngs and throngs of people. But what did he do? Even as our Lord and savior, he still stopped and served. When he went to the wedding, the wedding ran out of wine. So what did he do? He served the guests by providing new wine. He saw people on the street who need healing. What did he do? He served those people by providing them healing. There were people who were demon possessed and were, um, 
and were demonically oppressed. What did he do? He didn't look at them and be like, oh, well, you, you plagued by demons. Huh? Oh, well, that ain't got nothing to do with me. No, he stopped and he cast those demons out of those people. He served the people. Why? Because that was his heart. He said that he came not to be served, but to serve. So yes, we serve him, but he, but we also are here to serve, right? So we need to make sure that we are doing something, especially while we are still single, do something to serve someone else. Stop being selfish and stop thinking about, oh, this is, oh, woe is me. And this is what's going on in my life. And I got all this going on. Okay. Take your mind off of all of that and serve some somebody else. And I guarantee you, as you're serving other people, you're going to realize, man, my life isn't as bad as I thought it was. And I need to make sure that I take things into proper perspective and embrace where I am now, enjoy where I am now, thank God for where I am now and how he's already provided for me. And now how can I help to provide for something for someone else? Amen. All right. And then lastly, number four is emphasize mutual support. And I've said a little bit about this already, but let's talk about it. So you can't be selfish and only want to build a community just for you, right? You have to also want to pour into others and support them like you want them to support you. Good. Okay. We got to do that. That's got to be a good thing, right? People are supporting us, but now we need to support them. Building a community is not a one-sided thing. You have to want a community where you are actively getting to know one another, you're spending time, you're going through things together, right? Um, so when you have a community like that, then you're fostering a culture of mutual support where your community are there for each other and then you're there for them. So your community doesn't necessarily have to know everybody in the community, because you might be the one that's the mutual friend, you know, out of everybody. But it is good if your community gets along. So like, say for instance, you have built up this particular community of people, um, but they don't all know each other. And so you say, hey, I'll, let's go out to an event. I want to introduce you to some people that are um, that are important to me. You know, let's go out to uh, let's go out and do something. Let's go to dinner, go to the brunch. Let's go do this particular event and let's let's see how well we mesh together. And then you can bring your community together that way. But you all don't have to know one another in your community. Like for me, um, I have a best friend, which y'all know. But then my best friend has a best friend. So I know her best friend. I have spent time with her in, you know, around my around my best friend. Um, so I, I know her. I've had um, conversations with her, not like on the phone or anything, but like conversations with her, um, you know, when my best friend is present and all that stuff like that. Like I know her. We get along very well. Um, if she has something going on, she'll tell my best friend about it and tell her, tell Lamika I would like her to come right? Or tell Lamika she's invited if she can make it. So I know her. That's, that's great. But that's still my best friend's best friend. 
So whenever they want to get together and do things, I have a standing invite to go, but I'm not going to infringe on their friendship. And so I will tell my best friend, she'll be like, oh, you know, my friend invited you to come if you want to come. We're, we're going to go do this, but she invited you to come if you want to come. And I will say, no, y'all go ahead because that's your friendship. Y'all go ahead, travel together, you know, talk, have that good sister bond, all of that, because that's your best friend. Even though I know her, yes, that's still her friend who she's known a lot longer than she's known me whole lot longer than she's known me. So I'm not going to infringe upon their friendship. Same thing with my best friend. So, you know, she's my best friend. Yes. But then I have my other best friend, which I've told y'all about, which I just told y'all about, right? The one that I met in Atlanta. So even though the two of them know one another, the two of them ask about each other. The two of them have spent time together when I've been there. We've done trips and stuff together. They know each other, but they don't talk like her and I talk because she's my best friend. So, you know, even though they know each other, they know of each other, they ask about each other. They like to see each other when, you know, when we do do trips and we're all there together, they're excited to see one another and things like that. They get along very well. But at the end of the day, that's my best friend, (laughs) right? And not my other best friend's best friend. So even though my community knows one another and we all get along, there's that mutual, you know, rapport and respect. That doesn't mean that they all have to be BFFs like I am with them, right? And so it's great when your whole community gets along. Um, cause you, I, I would believe like, you know, it would be important for me anyway, that my community gets along, but even if the community may not get along, as long as you have, you know, that respect with your one side of the community and with the other side of the community, but they're there for you and you're there for them, then that's all that matters. You know, you can celebrate your successes together, make sure you offer a helping hand during difficult times. You know, if you gotta, if you have to drop what you're doing to go console a crying friend or give a listening ear to a friend who is having a frustrating day, you know, or you can go support a friend at an event that they're throwing. When you have that mutual respect and that trust within your community, there's nothing that those people wouldn't do for you, right? But you have to build that. That's something that you have to consciously build. And so make sure that you are um, getting out, <laughs> right? The whole gist of this episode, you're getting out. You know what your shared interests and your values are so that you can meet people. You know, you are creating a space to go out within the community to serve and support those in your community. And then when you do have your particular space, and you do have your support system, now you have to emphasize mutual support. So now you have to make sure that everything is not one-sided and they're feeling like they're pouring into you all the time, but you're not doing anything to pour into them. That's not what we want. So make sure that everything that's being done is, um, is mutual and beneficial for everyone. Amen. And so I pray that this encouraged and blessed you as well as motivated you to get up, step out, right? And build your community.
Thank you for listening to the Confessions of a Christian Single Woman podcast. Remember, ladies, that God loves you immensely. There are no bounds or restrictions to his love. Always seek his face, hear his voice, and live his word out loud. If you have any questions that you would like to hear addressed on this podcast, you can email at diary at confessionsofachristiansinglewoman.com. Also, you can follow us on the at the Confessions of a Christian Single Woman page on Facebook and join the private Confessions of a Christian Single Woman community on Facebook to continue the discussions. I'm excited because while this season is running, on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, we will meet live. So you will see my face. I will see your face. We'll be able to encourage one another, pray for one another, build each other up in the private community. All right. And so this is a community that we'll be building for us. And so I hope I get a chance to meet you and see you there. And also something new, if this podcast, if this ministry has blessed you in any way, you now have the opportunity to donate to the ministry. And you can do that at buymeacoffee.com backslash confessions of a CSW. Buymeacoffee.com backslash confessions of a CSW. And I would be so grateful and thankful for your support. And so until next time, may the peace of the Lord go with you this week.